Why didn't you bring him? <laughs> Where is he? You have one thing to do. Where is he? And then no one, he, they replied, 46, no one ever, pay attention, no one ever spoke this way like this man does. The God's reply. So in other, in other words, like I love this verse so much, like I just giggled when I was like studying. Like they sent the police and the police got saved. The police got baptized. Like amazing. I was like, well, Pharisees, there you go. Like religious people. And I came across uh, with this quote. We, we went uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went to see Sound of Freedom. And this is a very impactful movie. Like, like the disclaimer is, if you have ever gone through any type of abuse as a child or in your lifetime, it's a very, very raw movie. So I'm not recommending you to go, but I do believe that every believer needs to be exposed to, to the realness of human trafficking, especially in the children, because it's a thing, it's a real thing. But this, this was part of the, 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 in the movie, this was in the movie, and it's a quote by Steve Jobs says, the most powerful person in the world is a storyteller. And, and that was Jesus. I do believe that this is referring to Jesus. He's the most powerful person, and he's a great storyteller. Great storyteller. Obviously, it's because he is truth. And like, here's the thing, like Jesus didn't, he, 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 didn't, he didn't just taught us or teach us about truth. He is truth. He was truth. And so let me give you the three points what I think, you know, um, it's just got all going to make sense. So he, for, number one, he taught authoritatively. And I have to rehearse this word because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> of the Sermon on the Mount. And here's what it says. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teachings. And now we have read that and I've already exposed that they were amazed, right? They were in awe. They were astonished. But let me show you this. Let me show you why. For he taught with real authority. Quite unlike the teachers of religious laws or the scribes and other versions. He taught with real authority. And, and I think the reason why, really, that's the reason why they were like amazed because he had that power. He believed in that power. It, and, and you know, like we sing that this morning. I love that song. Like if, if like in my, what Pastor Christian was saying, hey, if he walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. So, so it didn't stop at the cross. It didn't stop at resurrection. Like we can walk with the same power, same authority. So it's for us today, and it's available for us today too. Now, back in the days, in Jesus' days. Oh, let me show you first. Um, uh, there's a picture. This picture over here. So I took this picture. This is the, what was supposed to be the spot 
where Jesus taught the Sermon on the Mount. So where, you know, where he gave all the, the Beatitudes and everything. And it's beautiful. I tell you, it's breathtaking. You cannot see it very well. On the back, there is the um, Sea of Galilee. And it's just glorious. Like, honestly, like I had to wear, I, like I have brown eyes and, you know, science says like that doesn't affect, like in the sun, you can, you can wear, you cannot wear like sunglasses or all of that. But like, I had to wear my sunglasses. I was like, wow, the gloriousness of that place was amazing. So Han, I want to invite you to Israel with us. It's going to be the trip of your life in future to come with us. Um, and here to us, this is, isn't he handsome? <laughs> One thing I love about Nathan is his smile. Like, he's always smiling. And uh, he tells the story all the time. Like, uh, 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 one of his classmates asked Jackie when they were little, uh, Miss Jackie, does Nathan smile even when you're spanking him? Which <laughs> uh, he, she never spanked him. He said, and then I'm like, oh, that's my hand. <laughs> No. Um, no, but he's coming back. He's going to be with us tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but next, next Sunday. And so back in the day, in Jesus' uh, culture, when the rabbis, right, you have the rabbis, which was the teacher in every synagogue, the, there, was a, there was a rabbi. Um, the rabbis, to, to bring something new and something fresh to their teachings, they have to invent a new law. So, God gave us the Ten Commandments. And the, the rabbis gave us 640 laws for us to keep the Ten Commandments. That's how, like, crazy it was. I don't know if you knew that, but I was like, whoa. Like, going through research, I'm like, that is insane. Um, but for Jesus brought something fresh and new every single time. And he didn't have to, you know, try harder. He didn't have to just come up with a new, like, nonsense law. Like, he was such a good teacher. And, you know, when you open your Bible, I don't know if you do that, like when you open your Bible and you go through, like, I like to go through the Psalms and the Proverbs, like, here and there. And I open my Bible and I'm like, oh, like, I have that verse highlighted, but it reveals something new every single time. I'm like, how did I, how did I not see this over here? Wow. It reveals something new every single time. And, and you know, I would like to say, too, that whenever we're worshiping, uh, there's 20, 24 elders that surround Jesus' throne. And, and they, they sit in awe of Jesus. And, and I found this, this theologian that says that they, they bow down to Jesus and, and worship him, right? And every single time, it, it's kind of like the light hits different on, on, on God. And they, it reveals something new about his, his magnificent person. And they just like worship. Just, oh, every single time because it reveals something new. That's possible for our God, for sure. Jesus is the greatest teacher. This is my verdict for, for, the, for the message. And I want you to know that he is the greatest teacher, teacher that has ever, ever lived. 
and his, teacher, his teachings are right here. So let me ask you a question. If I tell you uh, Jesus is coming, he's going to be here next weekend, and Jesus is not Nathan. Jesus is coming. Uh, he's going to be here next weekend. He's going to be our guest speaker. Uh, would you come? Yeah. Yes, right? You come. You won't say, well, I'm busy that day. I have this appointment. Or my, my, my kid are sick. You bring your kid and everything. You, you, you be here. You make sure you can, you can hear his teachings. You can be with Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what. He's going to be in your closet tomorrow morning. <laughs> he's going to be wherever you are at tomorrow morning. He's going to meet you there. And he's going to reveal something to you. And he's what he's going to say. Oh, you see this verse right here, daughter? Or right here, son? You need this. In fact, you're going to need this at 3 p.m. today when you meet with your, with your boss. You're going to need this when, <laughs> when your husband or spouse comes in. You're going to need this. Peace. You're going to need this about wisdom. His teachings are right here. The greatest teachings of the teachers are right here. And here's number two. He taught practically. Everything that Jesus has taught makes sense. They, they just, it just makes sense. And I'm going to paraphrase on a few things over here, but here's a few things that Jesus said. He said, when you're mad at someone and you don't want to, you, don't, come, don't come to church and pretend. Go first and get that right with that person and then come to church. Super practical. Another one. It says, don't worry about tomorrow. Super great advice. That came from Jesus. It didn't came from a, a, a t-shirt that you see at Walmart or whatever. It came from Jesus. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems. Like he is the, he's the God that, that, that cares for the birds and the flowers. He's going to take care of you. Take heart. He said something about this. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot have like... Like one foot in and one foot out. You cannot serve both. Very, very simple. Very practical. He said this too, that it is so simple and, and, and the world is trying to pervert this. He said this. God made them in the beginning. He made them male and female. That's it. He made them in his image. In the image of God is male and female and nothing else. No more. Period. Period. Super practical. Super simple. We try to complicate it. We try to add all these letters. <laughs> I, I cannot even say it. Sometimes I'm like, the I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I tell you, it's true. We need to teach it. Like it's it's okay. So here's the the the, the second part of the first one that I the quote that I, that Steve Jobs says that the storyteller says the vision, the values, and an agenda for an entire generation to come. That's what Jesus. He was a revolutionary. Like he said values. He said a good agenda for us, for us today, for us to stand. Today, He's just, Jesus was a practical teacher, guys. Yes. The last verse of the Sermon of the Mount says, um, and it's in red, that's in red. It says, 
Now listen to me. Whoever, does, whoever listens to me and does not do what I said. It's like a person who builds his house on a sand. On a, um, on sand. And then the, I, I believe that all the people listening to them was like, yeah, what a, what a, what, that doesn't make sense. Who, who would do that? Who would just build on sand? That's silly. And Jesus' girl's like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. that's true. And so now, whoever does, like whoever does what I say obeys my words. It's like a person who builds a house on the rock. Yes. The wind will blow, the storm will come, but it will stand. Yes. It will stand. Here's number three. He taught practically. Jesus taught practic- uh, oh, practically. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus taught graphically. I want to show you this. Um, image over here. I took this image going towards the desert in Israel. And when I saw that, I couldn't help but remember that verse that says um, he, owns the, he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. And so you see, this is, this is in the middle of the desert. I think we were going to Messiah that day. And it's just a thousand hills. It's just beautiful, guys. You have to come to Israel with us. Like, come on, just sell your house or something. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> but, like, let me show you. Let me submit it. This is the cattle. I was like, literally, I was seeing cattle in every single hill. I was like, Lord. Your word is true. You are so true. And, and we don't need, honestly, we don't need to just diminish this word. You, wanna, you, want, to, you want to learn how to, uh, you know, do well in marriage? Read the Bible. You, you, you want to get your finances straight? Read the Bible. You want to have better relationships? Read the Bible. I mean, everything is in, in here. It's just such a great book that just reveals to you the truth. And, and honestly, I was seeing it in and, and, and color in like live version in Israel. He taught practically, got graphically. And let me show you like why I say graphically, because we, um, if you are like me, I'm a visual learner. Like, I need to see, like, color. I need to see pictures. I don't read books, so I watch movies. Um, and, and we learn the best that way in movies and pictures and images. And Jesus knew this. Like, back in the day, he was such a great teacher, he knew this. So he gave us pictures, and he gave us stories graphically. So Jesus never, never taught boring lectures. He was like, I, like, I, like I was saying, I, back in the day, this, um, the Israelites and, and, and people in Jerusalem, they were here like maybe thousands upon hundreds of sermons every single week. Like they would go to church to get entertained because, you know, TV wasn't in existence. Like there's no phones, there's not Netflix. I mean, so they would go to, church to get entertained and and so he did he he gave good lessons good stories and one of the things that um 
you know, you, you've seen this desert. So one of the things that it amazes me is that Jesus, that people follow him to the certain places. They follow him. So I have a couple of my students here. I'm a student, uh, I'm a teacher at uh, ACPA. I took a position, um, I'm a computer teacher. Miss computer teacher. And um, that's, that's literally how they call me like the first like month, like they didn't know my name. So Miss computer teacher. Miss Computer Teacher, Miss, Miss Computer Teacher, Miss. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and I took a position there, and I was like, I am going to be completely real and transparent in front of my students. I got, I'm like, oh, I didn't want to, but I wanted to go to Israel. So I, you know, I had to like do some extra ka-ching, ka-ching things. <laughs> so I to make them, okay, there, I'm looking for a computer teacher. I can be a computer teacher. And but the, the, the back of me was like, Ugh, it's gonna age me like that. It's gonna soon, and I promise you, I have developed more gray hairs because I'm a teacher. But I love them. I love them. I develop such a love, and like truly, like I want them to be educated. There's like a part of me is like, you know, this kid, this kids need to learn. They need to, they need to come and get educated and be the best of the best in society tomorrow. So, so it is, there's a, there's that passion in me, and I, I, I feel that saying that, that, that Jesus was like that, but he wanted to do it in a connect with people, do it in a fun way, and give good, good teachings. So, uh, let me give you a, a, a story. Actually, what I'm gonna, I was going to say is that you know, I have my two students over here, and they came to me, and I listened to her, their computer teacher. Um, but, but they're not going to follow me into this as places where there's no food and water. I mean, at least their parents were all like, they're, oh, where are you? I'm sorry. Like, the, the people follow him. Like, they were so amazed, so of Jesus. They followed him into the desert. Like, with, without you know, anything in return. They didn't know that he was going to do a miracle and they're going to feed 5,000 people with, with just five uh, pieces of bread or, or whatever it was. Like, I don't know, like my bubble really well, sorry. Uh, but he, he, he did. He did. So let me paint you a picture, okay? You ready? This is the fun part. Okay, ready? So, you have to trust me. You got to close your eyes. Okay, close your eyes. Trust me, I don't have a water gun. I'm not gonna spray it in the face or do that. No, I'm kidding. I don't. So, picture, think of a camel. I, I don't care if it's like one hump or two, <laughs> whatever your religious perspective is, but think of a camel. And now, position yourself standing behind that camel, and the, you know, the rear end of the camel. And you have, you place your right hand on the rear end of the, on that back leg, on that back leg. And now, in the other hand, your, your left or whatever, you have, you have a needle. And you have that needle, like with the eye of the needle, going up, upwards. Now, try to shove that camel through that needle. Like, try to shove it down. You ready? Okay, go. <laughs> What is the one word that comes to your mind? Impossible. impossible. It's impossible. 
It is impossible. It cannot be done. That's what Jesus taught them. The picture that he he paid to them when he said it is it is impossible to bring a person that has stuff to bring a rich person into the kingdom like that. Now, now if you if you believe in Jesus, with Him everything is possible. So He has done it. But for us to do it by ourselves, <laughs> we cannot do that. We try in our mind right now. We cannot do that. It's impossible for us. But with Him, it's possible. So just put your trust. Believe in Him. He's such a good. He's such a good uh, teacher. And here's the story. I want the, our worship team to just come up. And this is a story. It's one of my favorite stories. I hope I have a t-shirt because I have some on right down here. But um, it's one of my favorite, favorite stories in the Bible. And here's the teacher. Like, uh, here's the, the story. It's, uh, I changed it a little bit to modern times. So there's a man, a rich man. He lives in the Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And he has a company, very wealthy, multi-billionaire. And he has two young sons. And the youngest just turned 21. And he goes to his dad and said, Dad, I want my Maryland trust fund. I want it now. I want it today. It's my birthday. Turned 21. I want it. And that first day, he gathers all of his friends. And he flies into Vegas. And he rents the penthouse at the Caesar Palace or whatever is the best of the best hotels in Vegas. And there he's, he spends all of his fortune. And he is gambling, he's doing drugs, he's doing alcohol, he's hiring prostitutes. And he runs out of money. And he finds himself homeless, hopeless, heartbroken, empty, completely empty. And he thinks to himself, wow, how did I get here? And he's, he's, he's going to the dumpsters to get food out of the dumpsters. And he, and he scraps, and he crumbles out of restaurants. He's eating out of that. And he thinks to himself, he says, wow, even the lowest of my father's company employee has a better life than I do. And he says, okay, he managed to to get money to, to pay for a great home ticket. And, and on the way, he's rehearsing his I am sorry speech. He's like, when I get to my father's house, I'm going to say this. No, no, scratch that. I'm going to say this. I'm just like, I can't believe I did this. He's rehearsing his I am sorry speech for the 16-hour drive. And then his father sees him coming from the driveway. And he sees him from afar. And he goes out there running after him. He brings him home. He embraces him. He brings him home. And he shows him 
that he has to repair this room back again. He, he remodeled it. He decorated it. Like with the coolest stuff. The coolest Game Boys or uh, Xbox, whatever PlayStation. He has it all decked out. He has a new car in the garage for hair. And now DTT, if you, if you ask me, sports, nice car. <laughs> And he goes like, you know, like he's about to tell her, like his I am sorry speech. And the father comes in and, and stops and puts his hand in his mouth, stops him. And here's what you need to know. That his father has been rehearsing his welcome home speech long before yes. he has been rehearsing his I'm sorry speech. You need to get this because this story came from the best teacher. It is over here. It is over here. This is powerful. So now I want to pray for you. I love you, and I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys have been such a great family. You have given me, given my husband rest, and I thank you. You have given him a good, good month to rest and pull away. And. Yeah, I love you for that. I truly do. And I just, I just want to pray for you. If, if there's anything that is stopping you from reading the scripture, from going to the teacher, and not only the teacher, but what we have heard, all the stories we've heard this month, he's a healer. He is a human. He was a human. He could just know what we were feeling. He's not, not a stranger to what's happening inside of us. He's the ladder. He's the builder. He knew about business. He knew about everything. He's such a good, good God. So if it's anything that you're dealing with, just today is the day. Just come close to our knees. Because the Father has a welcome speech for you. So, Lord, just thank you, Father. I pray, Lord, pray, Holy Spirit, that you touch us. You truly change, not just change, but transform our hearts. That we can see you as a teacher. We can see you in the morning. We can see you, Father, that you are real that you are simple and practical, that you won't complicate things for us, Lord, like the world does. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.